Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. I get it here, Reaction Monday on Rabot & Co. I'm Louis Rabot, hanging out with you until noon alongside Zach Cantrell. This is ESPN 680, 105.7. It's a Monday show. Hey, we'll get you through the week, 10 to noon at a time here on Rabot & Co. on ESPN Louisville. Nothing to react to, so we're just going to wrap up the show right now, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. How about that? There you go. <laughs> I kid, of course. Four three seven nine six eight UPS jobs text line. Keep those coming. You guys are doing a great job uh, with those uh, texts during the Dieter show. Let's keep that going on this one uh, as well. Uh, no creepy lunch drop uh, read to do today, and uh, we will get into lots of different things. I think it's um, necessary, personal. Uh, all of those things to talk Lions first. And so uh, if you are new to the show, welcome in. I am Louis Rabot. I was born in St. John's Hospital on the east side of Detroit uh, a little over 40 years ago. My dad is from Detroit. My mom is from Detroit. Their parents are from Detroit. Uh, my dad's parents on that side were also from Detroit. Before that, they were from Detroit. And in the 1850s, they moved to Detroit from Western Belgium. Detroit is in my blood. It's a native thing for me. Also native for me, and Zach saw me this morning, and it's the first time he's ever done this. And I'm not picking on Zach. It's the first time he's felt compelled to do this. He looked right at me. He said, are you okay, buddy? And I smiled. And I think Zach was anticipating a very specific response that I did not give to him, which was, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I didn't lose any sleep last night. And I had one of those moments, Zach, this morning when I woke up and I was rested. <laughs> I wasn't hungover. Um you know, I, I didn't I didn't hate people in my life. I just got up, took my kids to school. Look how nice Chase is. Like pretending that we're professional around here, not making a bunch of noise in the producer room. Don't worry. We know you get up at like 4.30 to do this job. You make as much noise as you want so that I don't have to get up at 4.30. But Zach, I never thought they were winning. And, and it's just this, it's just beaten into you over decades and decades of football that you can't have nice things to be a Detroit Lions fan. Even at halftime, you didn't think they were going to win? I did not think so. I did not. And, and it's okay. Um, I'm disappointed. I'm bitterly disappointed. But I had the moment this morning. And, Zach, I, I, this is the only way I can equate it, and it's a very morbid comparison. I apologize for starting the week this way because usually, Zach, we are what? Positive radio. Positive radio. We will be. At some point. Eventually. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. Like around the British Open or something. Yeah. <clears throat> I had a friend recently who's, who's, um, who had a, a family member pass away, okay? And <clears throat> he felt bad because this was a family member that had been 
you know, Alzheimer's for almost a decade, very sick, you know, didn't know where they were, all this kind of stuff. And so when they died, it was a touch of a relief for the family just because there was so much the family had to do and all these things. And the person really didn't have a good quality of life, etc. And then he felt bad because he felt okay about that time being over, that phase of their life. I feel bad that I'm not more sad that my team didn't make the Super Bowl. I feel worse about that than I do about anything that happened last night. Watching them make the fourth down plays that everybody's debating and everybody's going back and forth. And Oh, should he just catch the ball? Catch the ball is a good play call. Why is he going for it? Go back up by three scores. You could have had the game. All those debates. I'm sure it's half a first take this morning if they can rip themselves away from the Dallas Cowboys. Might be part of my reacts, just saying. I'm stunned. (laughs) I'm sure you are. To me, it was just the Lions. Of course they dropped the ball five times in the second half. Of course they went for it a fourth down and didn't get it. It's the Detroit Lions. And I have a very specific theory about sports, which is you can't just get there and win. You have to get there, get to base camp, and then you can ascend the mountaintop. The Lions have never done this. They didn't deserve to get to the Super Bowl. I ran into a guy yesterday, fellow Detroiter, went to the same elementary school as my dad. Let's put it that way. St. Clair Montefalco, shout out. And he said to me, I'm rooting for the guys, but I kind of don't want them to make the Super Bowl because the ownership doesn't deserve it. I want everyone to think about that. (laughs) This is, by the way, works at UofL. Nice guy. Love him. Looked right at me. said, I kind of hope the Lions don't make the Super Bowl. The ownership doesn't deserve it. Holy bleep. But I tell that story to tell you how, what it's like to be a Lions fan. And I used to think, Zach, people will never understand. They'll never get it. I think Kenny Payne took the basketball job here. Everybody around here gets it now. Everybody gets it. When you tune on a game, you don't expect anything. You don't expect it to be well coached. Your players are going to be worse than the other team. There's not going to be execution. How Louisville basketball fans have felt the last year and a half is how I felt as a Lions fan my entire life. So no, 24 to 7 meant nothing to me. If you look at my Twitter timeline last night, there's nothing like, hey, they got to get this done. Hey, 17 point lead at halftime. This is it. It's Super Bowl. No, no. Because it is just an absolute brutality to be a Lions fan. No, I told you at halftime, like, you're getting the ultimate Your Lions experience. Your text was it, man. Just totally it. I'm like, you're either going to go to the Super Bowl or you're going to blow a 17 point halftime lead. That's the Detroit Lions fan experience in a nutshell. I have a, a text from 1001. Uh, 118 is the phone number. Please text that again later. I, I want to get to that. I just I have to do the NFL first. And so I'm sad this morning that I'm not sad about the result. I'm sad about that, which is a strange thing to say. But the Lions are that old family member of yours that everyone has to help out but never helps you out. Yeah. And then this year, oh my God, this drug, you know, this, this, this therapy is working. This medical procedure is working. You know, they drafted well. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Dan Campbell's not a doofus. Despite last night, by the way, he's not a doofus. No. But the sad part is, and I expressed this last week in the show, this was their window. This year was their, and by the way, I'm right. Because they should have won last night. Yes. They should be in the Super Bowl, maximizing this window. Their top two coordinators are going to get NFL head coaching jobs. It's over. 
One's going to like the commanders. Yeah, Ben Johnson is going to be the commander. Woof. Woof. I get it. You got to take the job because it's the NFL and you have to take a head coaching job, but woof. Hopefully new ownership will make that place a little better. But those guys are gone. And that's a and so the, I don't want to say the window's closed for sure, but it ain't going to be as easy next year because that division's not going to be as bad next year as it is this year. The, the Packers are going to play way better. That's not a walkover series anymore. It's not going to be a walkover series with the Vikings either. So the Lions had a chance, and they and they it was all in front of them last night, and they didn't do it. And it is a last night was a perfect summation of being a Lions fan. If you sat down last night thinking. Guys like Louie. So not me, but just Lions fans in general. I'm rooting for the Lions for that, for that group of people. You got a full feeling of it last night. It is what it is. You texted me, I think it was, you're up 17 and a half, you're either going to the Super Bowl or you're going to Lions, essentially, and this is the Lions game, right? I mean, this is being a Lions fan. Yes. And it is, you're right. Except for the first part. The first part's not being a Lions fan. Only yeah. the second part. Yeah, right. <laughs> So you never let your guard down at any point. There was never a moment where you really got into it, like, this is going to happen or this could happen. Like, there was never – was it even keeled the entire time or did you allow yourself I mean, to get lost I mean, we could call my wife. No, I never got lost in it. I didn't even imagine the Super Bowl. I, I hate to say this. Did you not – I think people don't believe me. I really do. I think they don't believe me. Did you not curse or yell when the fourth downs weren't converted? Like – you didn't have a visceral Ooh. reaction to... No, my 11-year-old did. Josh Reynolds not catching the fourth down pass? Or I, I giggled. He dropped the third down pass after the I, I giggled. tied. Yeah. I, I giggled. Jameer I, Gibbs, it, it's, fumble. Oh, the fumble was like the most like obvious. Like Once it got to 24-17, once the IU catch happened... Yes. Yeah, that, that, that happened Well, that lines. was the play. When it went off his face mask for a 50-yard reception, Yeah, was... That was nail in the coffin for me. Forget fourth down, forget field goals, forget timeouts, forget everything else. When your team is on defense and they throw the ball to you, You and it it. bounces off your face. Now, what's interesting about that play is even if none of that happens, it's still like a 40-yard PI call because there was a flag on the ground. They picked it up once the San Francisco player made the catch. Right. I mean, let's call that what it is. By the way, that's the wrong thing to do, and I wish they the do that all the time. They shouldn't do it. Basketball, they do it all the time, where the guy misses the shot and they call the foul. If he makes a shot, they don't call it. Right, and they shouldn't do that in football. That's pass interference. Like call it on the guy. Like that should be on his stats forever. Yeah. Anyways. So there you go. Um, Boy, I, this is. I will, I will say this though. Go Today, ahead. It's Monday. I really want to know which. If Dan were still here, which direction would he have gone with Monday Morning Moron? Would he have gone with Zay Flowers or would he have gone with Dan Campbell? It's Campbell, no question. Really? No question. I would have picked Zay Flowers. He was the bigger bonehead than Campbell. <sighs> I guess. Uh, you, to you. Because at least Dan Campbell, you can say what you want, and I don't necessarily agree Dan with Dan likes it. to crush coaches, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> because he was one. That makes it. It's hard being good. It's hard, man. But I, I will say, I, I just, I, I don't know, man. That, that's a tough know. one. I, uh, I did go 5-1 and one on my picks against the spread yeah. in, the, in the last two weeks of the NFL playoffs. I've already decided. I don't care. <sighs> I don't care. Don't talk me into anything the next two weeks. I'm picking the Chiefs. Right. I'm not betting against Mahomes. Uh, Texter, I was really pulling for them and really wanted it for Maven and his son. That is the personal part of this is for Marcus. This would have been unbelievable. To watch your kid succeed at the highest level like that has to be, because I don't know. It just has to be an absolute joy. And so, no, I hate it for Marcus. I saw him him get in here at about 10.01 or whatever, and I I can't – that stuff, like as a parent, it's, it's so hard to explain, Zach. Just like I really cared when I played, 
you know, hockey, baseball, whatever. But watching your kid, it's so much. It's so much more visceral. So all the, it's, it's very strange. All to the say. devastation that you did not feel, he probably did. <laughs> this is a great screenshot. Texture. Loser with the number one pick. Bears. Loser. Lions. Packers. Vikings. <laughs> oh man. Um, oh man. This is a great. This is a great point. Uh, texture. Text from my buddy David. Uh, the IU catch was almost as bad as the Devery Henderson catch versus UK. You have to remember you're talking to UK football fans. We That's totally right. understand. Oh, yep. that might be the best example, but I, I'm going to compare this to U of L going forward. 437968 to keep these texts coming. Uh, Lions did Lion things. KP did KP things this weekend. Sports, baby. Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. Yep. Uh, text for the face max catch is really when I knew it was over. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the kind of bounce you can't have go your way and win a road game in the NFC Championship game. Uh, 100%. Nope. That's right. You can't do those things. Uh, we will have Zach's reaction in about a half hour. Um, here's where I wanted to make a local comparison because I, I do think while a bad day for me as a fan, would have been nice to have my team in the Super Bowl. I have two weeks to think about that, Zach. Just the, the anticipation of that. I'm going to Michigan this weekend. It'll, it'll be interesting to hear people talk about that. And so, by the way, I want to brag on somebody. That's my parents. Do you know what we're going up for, Zach? If I told you this, I actually don't know if you and I have talked about this. No, I don't believe you have. So I'm doing the show Monday in, in Grand Rapids. Uh, my parents have been married 50 years. Wow, how about that? Yeah, and, and I'm really proud of that. Um, they are... Um, I'm not speaking out of school here. My, they are married because my mom was pregnant at 18. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like they're, <laughs> they're younger folks. They're in their 60s still. Um, but statistically, my parents weren't supposed to make it, man. You're not, you're not supposed to make it at 50 years of marriage. And my parents did it. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, even if you've listened to this show, you know my, my, my brother for, for whom they were married uh, passed away when I was in, in high school. And uh, excuse me, middle school. And, and so, you know, they, they have been through the ringer. They stuck it out. They are as happy a couple as I've ever known in my life. And so uh, excited to be doing that. But I'll be interested to be around people for whom this is an everyday thing. Talking Lions, being in that group, doing that thing in Michigan. It'll be interesting. My plan, Zach, was to go to Detroit if they made the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like take the Super Bowl in with my friends who are in the Detroit area. Um, obviously, I get to save that money now. But the... Um, uh, but that was the plan was to go do that. Um, congrats to my parents coming on the text. I appreciate that very much. No, it's 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 not a small accomplishment for sure. And, and just trials, tribulations of life. I've you know, I've been married two decades myself and I love it. But how they got together is very different than how I met my wife. So um, but no, very proud of them. Here's the, the local comparison I wanted to make about Dan Campbell, because I saw a lot of reactions last night about the decision. And obviously, you know, I, I totally reasonable to react one way or the other to going for it on fourth down, not kicking field goals, etc. Um, my favorite tweet, by the way, was Zach. You'll appreciate this that um, <laughs> that the Lions got their kicker from the dollar store. <laughs> but that's the NFL. You have to spend money on something, mm-hmm. and then you have to not spend money on other things. That's right. Uh, not everybody can afford Justin Tucker. <laughs> Lions had Justin Tucker. I think they played the game differently yesterday. If they have Justin Tucker, they're in the Super Bowl right I now. think that's right, but they don't, and that's what it is. Jeff Brom. I called him in the back the intellectual Dan Campbell, and I don't know if that's fair or not, but he's the let's play, play football guy from the XFL. He's all those things. But when he talks, it's not a biting kneecaps kind of thing. It's getting better every week. It's working hard every week. 
But he's also a gambler, Zach. Mm-hmm. And I think people around here need to be ready. They need to be ready for Brom to do exactly what Dan Campbell did yesterday on the similar kind of stage. Whether it be an ACC title game, whether it's the UK game, whether it's at Notre Dame this coming season, whatever it might be, I simply don't know the stage yet. But he and Campbell have the same approach to football, and it is aggressive. And it is absolutely one of the reasons they won 10 games this this regular season. So it has massive positives. It worked for Detroit as well. And frankly, as a player, that, this is the kind of stuff. As a player, do you want your coach to say, hey, we're going to kick the field goal and keep the margin? Or do you want to go for it on fourth down? I, I don't know. Every I, player wants to go for it. Every player wants every to go for it. Every single one. Right? They want to go for it on their own one-yard line. Of but I think we're going to have this conversation, and we're going to have it locally very soon. Yeah. Here's my take on Dan Campbell. If you think he's an idiot, Harbaugh's a way bigger idiot. He was way worse yesterday in their game. Not running the ball when their defense had turned it around and was legitimately playing very well is a sin against nature. Do you know how many times their running backs got the ball? Six? Six. <sighs> Dude, I... In a game that they never trailed the Lions more than had, 10. I think the Lions had six runs on their first two drives. Oh, they had more than that. I, I think they were 10-10 and 10 by the end of their first two drives. And I just, at some point, if, if, if one guy is an idiot for sticking to his game plan, the other guy is way more of an idiot for sticking to his game plan. I think this can be said. Dan Campbell, you can disagree or agree with his decisions. He coached the same way he's coached all year. The Ravens did not coach the same way I, they coached you. all year. I'm with you. They turtled up. They did turtle up. The Ravens had everything Do you know how bad the plan was? Bill Polian ended up being right. Just contain Lamar in the pocket. It'll work out. He was right. Yes. He was right. And Lamar didn't help the narrative. No. Uh, That we will get to. Not totally We will get to. We will get to that. I I disagree. I think it is fair. And to a degree. Only the the thing... (laughs) Texter, I've heard the Beth Haven coach is super aggressive too. It's a good text. I, uh, I'll, we'll get into that. I think the QB thing in the NFL is what it yeah, is. Yeah, I think we got to discuss the more. We definitely have to do that. We'll do that next segment. But as far as I'll wrap up the 49ers Lions game here, I think the better team is in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But I think the margin was a lot closer than most people thought. Yeah. The Lions are a lot better than people think. And I think they showed that during the playoffs. I think they, they scrapped out a win against a guy in Stafford that was massively motivated to go play at their place in front of a crowd that was not used to home games in the playoffs, was not used to playoff games at all, frankly. Who I think could have been the NFC Championship game had they beaten the Lions. And they go out, they handle business against the Bucks. And what's interesting is I think the Bucks would have had a chance against San Francisco. Yeah. With the way they play... Better. I think they would have had a chance. Now, I think the Lions had a better chance, let's be clear. But that's where we're at. I I don't understand the 49ers being the favorites here. Yeah, I was confused. I thought the Chiefs would be like three and a half, four-point favorites. I thought it would be I don't know about that much, but... They'll be favored when the game happens. This is one of those, and, and if you listen to the show, I apologize. I say this all the time. What am I missing? What is Louie missing? What, what am I not seeing here that the 49ers are the faves? By, by not like a point and a half. No. It's like three and a half, right? Yeah. Hey, cripes on my... It's already bet down to two and a half. Okay. 
We're I mean, making th- Mahomes an underdog again. I think it's uh, – yeah, right. I mean, I think it's hmm. more likely a pickup by the time we get there uh, than anything else. We do have um, – I mean – you know what? I'm not going to tell you we have KP sound because I want you to keep listening, people. So I'm not going to tell you that we have KP sound. We have Jody Demley sound. How about that? We do have Jody Demley sound. <laughs> oh, man. We have Mike Tomlin sound. Uh, is Jeff Wall's show again tonight? Yeah. So Friday, Monday turnaround? I guess so. This poor guy. How about that? 7 o'clock on 93.9 uh, coming off a home win. Uh, by the way, I will get to a Jeff Wall stat. That I think is really important when we talk about Kenny Payne. A really good Jeff Wallstat. You may have seen it uh, on uh, Eric Crawford's um, Twitter feed. Uh, as your home for the cards across the hall, 93.9. The Ville, Jeff Walls tonight, live at Parlor in J-Town, 7 o'clock on 93.9. Right after the Cardinal Insider, and of course, after our guy Mangus, after Mark Annis, 3 to 6. On the drive as well, uh, Ravens and Chiefs talk. We do it next here, ESPN 680, 105.7. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. Oh, I love this. How about that? A little, little ones and twos from Zachy C. I like it. Uh, Louis Rabo hanging out with you at, at Radio Louis on Twitter, by the way. You can go find me there at ESPN 680 for the station. As well, uh, we will have you uh, covered for Louisville basketball coming up. Uh, they're heading out of town today, which means they play Clemson tomorrow on 93.9. 9 o'clock tips, so 7.30. Pre-game coverage with the Alex White Network coverage after the broadcast. Tune in. Get Ethan Bohr sometime uh, around midnight. You see uh, Ethan on the governor's timeline. How about that? Uh, talking about Ethan and the um, the, co- uh, the excuse me the, uh, the teachers around the state. Uh, by the way, someone pointing out, uh, for them, the saddest part about the Lions was that it was the end of Teddy Bridgewater's career. And that's a... That is something I should have noted uh, as a as a local guy for sure. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, just over sixty five million in career earnings. So hopefully, you know, I'll cut that in half, take off a little bit. Probably hopefully twenty five in the bank, something like that. I think he has the demeanor and the um, just in general. Just I'll, I'll stick with demeanor. The demeanor to be a really good coach. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where. That stuff goes for him because I know he's going to go back. He's going to go the high school route first. I think it's a matter of time before he's. Okay, so little I know about Bridgewater is there's a 50 50 chance, Zach, that he's got the money, his mom's good, and he'll just coach high school forever. Right? He's already got generational money. It doesn't matter. If he just wants to go coach at Miami Northwest, he can just go do that. Right? Now, my sense is he'll have an opportunity to coach college or NFL or whatever. And I think he'll have to make a decision on that at some point. I'm getting texts about Baffert. Last day for them to be moved to another trainer. 
Trust me, Zach and I were doing all of that research before the show to make sure we will get to that, I promise. Uh, people congratulate my parents. If you're just joining the show, Lou Urbo, I'm heading up to Michigan this weekend. It's my parents' uh, 50th anniversary. It's also a big week for me, Zach. So one of the things, I, I, I didn't have time to be stressed about the Lions because after school today, academic team practice. Tomorrow, academic team competition. How about mm. that? Wednesday after school academic team practice and then saturday we'll get together again for district competition i'll keep everybody up to date on that i'm sure i'll uh, make terrible jokes on twitter about that as well all right well lamar and the ravens don't get it done on in the opener yesterday and i'm really torn here zach because of what you just brought up i'm leaning one way and i'm probably going to go that direction which is the quarterback thing in the NFL and the narrative about Lamar Jackson, etc. With him especially, I think there's, um, because of what was said about him going into the draft, there's a weird thing around Lamar Jackson. Rather than us just saying, oh, he's a quarterback, he's really good, he's going to win the MVP twice, like this is one of the dudes. There's something else. There's something else about Lamar that he's judged by. And I have to say, the good news about that is the following, and this is the only good part about it. We don't do that with C.J. Stroud. And they're not dissimilar, right? I mean, especially their college days. Now, Lamar ran it a lot more. But C.J. Stroud played at Ohio State. He didn't have to run it. (laughs) Right, Lamar? I mean, look, people, we can look in the past and be okay with this. Booker McFarlane was right. It was Lamar Jackson and a bunch of dudes here. It's okay to say out loud. He he willed them to nine wins, it's okay to say. Yes. The guy was incredible. It's still, man, I mean, the guys in this area since I moved here in 09, he's at the top for me. I don't think it's close. You know, Russ is in there. I've talked about him a lot. Anthony Davis, obviously. I, several guys on UK's uh, basketball squad for sure over the years since then have been really, really enjoyable to watch. But I also, and this is where I'm going to land, I'm going to push back. I think it's totally fine that that's his narrative. I think you make $80 million a year for that to be the narrative. Now, how much of that was the Kansas City defense? I don't know, but don't throw into triple coverage. Yeah. Um, That's the one you can't defend. That one is completely indefensible. And frankly, if you're Lamar Jackson and you know the game plan isn't going a type of way, just make decisions. Change the call at the line of scrimmage. Do something. Just disobey the coach at some point because it was not working. This is different than Dan Campbell in this way. The fourth down place failed because of player error, not because of the play calls, right? Yeah. In Lamar's case, they were failing because of the play calling. Yeah. And so at some point, you got to go grab a coach by the shoulders and say, we got to do something different here, big boy. This is not okay. What we are doing is not working. And that's where I fall in this. I'm going to let you go here. Do you want to do Zach's Reacts right now? Yeah, let's go. Ahead. Okay, let's do that. Zach's Reacts. It's time for Zach's Reacts on Rabo and Co. All right, so we've talked a little bit about the lines and everything, and we won't we get... Haven't, we're 28 minutes into this. We haven't mentioned Patrick Mahomes. No, I'm, I'm going to do that right Good. now. Good. Patrick Mahomes with another Super Bowl as a top five quarterback, indisputably. How many quarterbacks have won three Super Bowls? There's four. Montana, Brady, Bradshaw, Troy Aikman. That's it. That's the entire list. Patrick Mahomes can do that before he turns 28 years old. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Don't bet against him. He's been his worst season. They lost in overtime in the AFC Championship game. The other four, and they did that twice. The other four times they went to the Super Bowl, and they did this with 
a Chiefs team that, look, they lost on Christmas to the Raiders and gave up two defensive touchdowns in that game. That was Brock Bottom for them. Mm. They have not lost since. This is a team that reminds me a lot of that Patriots team, the last one that won on the road in Kansas City. Everybody kind of counted them out. He's won on the road against Josh Allen. He's won on the road now against Lamar Jackson, the two guys that everybody compares to Patrick Mahomes. Stop doing that. Yeah. There is no more comparison. There is no more talk about Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't need to prove anything. The only thing left to talk about with Patrick Mahomes is what's his final rank total. That's it. End of conversation. We don't need to talk about whether he can run. We don't need to talk about whether he can win on the road. We don't need to talk about anything other than what's his all-time legacy. That's it. And that's a weird spot for a guy who's 28 years old and has only played six <laughs> years to be in. But that's where we're at. Yep. Patrick Mahomes is going to play for another 10 years, and we're going to be having the GOAT conversation. We just are. Tom Brady's won seven. I don't know if Mahomes gets to seven, but are you telling me that it's impossible? No. Right. It could happen. He could absolutely get to seven. And the other reaction I'll have is concerning Lamar. Lamar has gotten to a point where he's graduated to where the regular season doesn't matter anymore. Lamar Jackson is a great regular season quarterback. He's won two MVPs. Nobody can question that. But he's 2-4 and four in the playoffs. And he's had some stinkers. Yesterday was a stinker. It was a stinker. You give up 17 points to Patrick Mahomes, you win that game. And Lamar, the, the thing that confused me, why wasn't Lamar running yesterday? They called quarterback sweeps against the Texans. He didn't really scramble. He just looked like he was determined to win that game as a pocket passer and try to prove a narrative wrong instead of just playing football. And the Ravens were tighter than a drum. The entire game. Because they're probably never going to be in that kind of position again. But that's where we're at with Lamar Jackson. Don't tell me about the regular season anymore. Show me in the playoffs. It's the same thing that Peyton Manning had to go through. It's the same thing John Elway had to go through. I was going to say, it's actually a compliment. Yes. It's actually a massive compliment to say, we don't care about the regular season with you anymore. Yes. Because we know you're going to be great. He's that great in the regular season. It's time to go get it done in the postseason because at this point he hasn't done that. Lamar Jackson has to get it done in the playoffs, or we're going to look at him the way we look at guys like Randall Cunningham, Michael Vick. Highlight reels, never went to a Super Bowl. Uh, more likely, Mahomes gets to seven, Lamar ever wins one. It's pretty close, right? I'll still say Lamar gets one. I've got seven is just such a... you got to realize how hard it is to win seven. It, no, no other franchise has ever won seven. Brady's won seven. Man, I don't want this to be true, but this is a good text. Four three seven nine six eighty. Lamar is Purdue basketball. <sighs> no, you know who Lamar might be? It's not bad comparison, though. You know who Lamar might be? Reggie Miller. Mm. Guy who changed the position. Obviously great, changes the position, but, but doesn't Michael Jordan is Patrick Mahomes. Right. Pat, like... Are we going to have yeah, a whole good list? And then of he quarter- runs into the Lions yeah. or whatever the next group is. Are we going to have yeah. a list of quarterbacks Brent now Pistons, with like Allen, Mahomes, Hurts? Like all Hurts probably isn't even in that category. Burrow maybe. Are these guys just destined to be great quarterbacks that Mahomes just swats away in the playoffs? Says nope, not happening. Yeah. I, I think Burrow is actually the most likely to get past him because he's already done it. Uh, Texters there ever been a multiple time MVP that has a losing career record in the playoffs? Um. I don't know the answer to that, but it's not a bad well, question. Well, Peyton was close, but he ended 14 and 13. Right. I think people need to remember that part, too. So It took Peyton nine years to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And he's widely regarded as one of the three or four best quarterbacks of all time. <laughs> Texture the Red Walrus on the sidelines in case he is pretty good. Oh, he's damn good. Yeah, he is. Uh, Texture, drop passes, penalties, and turnovers are coaches' faults. I Do you want to react to that, Zach? I don't. No, I don't think... <laughs> Zay Flowers taunting a guy is not John Harbaugh's fault. That's Zay Flowers 
not knowing the situation. Okay. Zay Flowers fumbling the ball into the end zone is not a coaching situation. That's Zay Flowers not protecting the football. Like, that's not on the coaching. Now, penalties, you know, pre-snap stuff, that can be taught up. But players make mistakes. That happens. Not everything's on coaching. But if you're John Harbaugh, that's a bad look. You're at home. You had the best team in the league. DVOA says you're one of the best teams in recent NFL history. You end the year with more wins over 500 teams than any team in NFL history. You've beaten already the other two NFC teams. That's And you're getting Patrick Mahomes at home with one of the best defenses in football. You may never get a better opportunity to get a second ring. And that changes everything for John Harbaugh with a second ring. And Andy Reid, by the way, we need to have the conversation. Is Andy Reid actually the GOAT if he wins another one? Uh, it's a fair question. It's really a fair question. I mean, he's moved himself well into the top five. Because you can say Belichick, yeah, he had Brady. Andy Reid's done it with the Eagles, with Donovan McNabb, and he's doing it now with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. And he won with Alex Smith in Kansas City. Everywhere he's been. I coach people, go back and look at Donovan McNabb highlights. He's like a B-minus player. He's good, but he's he's fine. Donovan McNabb was a good quarterback. Not a What would he be today? He's not great. Um... Some of the other guys you mentioned, like a Jalen Hurts kind of guy, and they both—he was a little better than Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I would say so. He's more like a Tua level. Yeah, I think that's fair. More like a Tua level. Donovan McNabb but back with, then was a top ten quarterback. That's right. Yeah, he, but he would never be like he was consistent. I'll give him that. He was very consistent. Sure, he was. I mean, he was consistent for sure. He did go to five NFC Championship games. Yep. That's pretty good. No, 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 no. He was really good. But but I, nobody ever compared him to. Brady or Manning right. or Breeze exactly right. yeah. or Rogers or anybody like that. Yeah. <laughs> Texter, too many Ravens players are from bad families and lack fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh, man, who do we crazy. put more blame on? Lamar or Todd Munkin? I put more on Munkin because yeah, probably he coached the game differently than he's coached all season. Your running backs getting six carries when you are the best rushing team in football, and the Chiefs gave up 180. Let me give yards a bad answer. Week. Let me get a bad sports talk radio answer. Yeah, the first three quarters are Munkin are, are his fault, Todd's fault. Lamar's the fourth quarter. I give you that. At some point, you have to you have to be Lamar Jackson. What about Zay Flowers? He fumbled the ball. He's he way had the taunting up penalty. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, he cut yeah. his hand afterwards. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, he cut his hand because he was all pissed off, and I think he threw his helmet or something. Got it. Or he smacked something. I don't know. You know, guy punches wall. I'm not mad at Zay Flowers. That guy was incredible all season as a rookie, and he's a rookie. Yeah, and he had a touchdown. Yeah. Their only touchdown. I I think he he screwed up, but at some point, again, you're, you're, I mean, I don't know. You're down. The Ravens were never down more than 10 points, and they never ran the ball, and I don't get it. Donovan McNabb and Steve McNair coming down on the text line. Donovan was better than Steve McNair. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, I agree. McNair was really good. He was good though. That was good. He sure. was a yard away from Man, maybe winning a Super Bowl. I know. I know. Is that the best Super Bowl finish ever? No, I think the best Super Bowl finish ever was the Malcolm Butler, yeah. Seattle, okay. interception. Right. San Antonio Holmes is up there. Oh yeah, uh, Tyree, of course. Man. I- that's that was the most impactful. The Bowl only ever. one, the only reason I bring that up is before that, Zach, and I, I don't know how much of this you remember, Super Bowls were not competitive games. Oh, I know. So to get one that was actually competitive and down to the wire was yeah. really unusual and really enjoyable. And so that's, I think, why it stands out so much as, you know, one of the great end of game sort of plays ever. Because I even caught myself knowing that he was down, going, oh, he's reaching, he's reaching. And I'm like, oh, he can't reach. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and so, and my generation, yeah. we're used to close Super Bowls. They're right. always good. No, that's right. It's We've had like game. three duds, I think, yeah. ever. 
Yeah, texture say Rams Titans was best. It's way up there, it's, and and because of when it happened, like I said, after a bunch of Super Bowls that were bum games, yeah, it was really an exciting game. I consider those Rams, by the way, were way ahead of their time too with sure how they, they played. Right, Grace Show on turf oh, yes. and all that. They were awesome, and it was very different. And you just had. I mean, they had five guys on offense that you're like, holy crap. If you had one of those, you feel like you'd make a Super Bowl. They had five Mar- of them. Marshall Fox, oh, they Corey were Holt, dude, Isaac Bruce. Dude, Isaac Bruce. Kurt Warner's in the Hall man. of Fame for that, for the, that right, three-year for run For throwing those guys, right? Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Deservedly so. Yeah, no, no, he was awesome. But look, I mean, yeah. I think the two best Super Bowls were played back-to-back years. The 42 and with the Giants-Patriots. Giants beating the Patriots undefeated team. And then the next year, Seattle or uh, Pittsburgh beating Arizona with the San Antonio Holmes sketch. There you go. All right, let's take a break here. Uh, I do need to um, tell you about some of our programming coming up here. Big game at Rupp coming up on Wednesday. We'll have the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show for you as Florida visits town. Uh, that'll be Gandolfo. That'll be Entz. That'll be Zach Cantrell. Somewhere around 10, 10, 15, something like that. We'll have that coverage for you. Uh, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife reminds you, visit their website and get in on the 2024 Elk Draw today. Make sure you go check those folks out. Doing a great job. Uh, Mon- Joe Montana and Barry Sanders were at the game last night. Who was the better all-time player? We talk about it next. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome back in. We are your home here across the hall on 93.9 for Louisville basketball at Clemson tomorrow. So we'll have that 7.30 pregame, 9 o'clock first tip over there on 93.9. The Ville, a reminder this coming Saturday, we'll have a bunch of it on our air. Duke, UNC, Houston, Kansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, UConn, St. John's, Utah State, San Diego State, St. Mary's, Gonzaga, and Iowa State, Baylor. The next day is Purdue and um, uh, Wisconsin. Whoa! <laughs> what a great fill-in for a non-football weekend. I was going to say, that they timed that perfectly. Man! Oh, it's just the, that's the good stuff right there. And on Saturday, four preps for the Kentucky Derby. Oh! Oh! And I'm going to be in an academic team competition. <laughs> Driving to Michigan. <laughs> All right, four three seven nine six eighty. Joe Montana, Barry Sanders in the same place at the same time last night. Uh, it made me feel 12 again, Zach. There you um, go. That's right. Joe Montana is the better all-time player, even though I love Barry Sanders. Um, I think Barry's the more gifted player. I think he's the better yeah. athlete. Yeah. I think he was better at the position. I think he's a better all-time running back than Joe Montana is all-time quarterback. 
But Montana all-time has the rings, and Barry doesn't, and I think that's what matters. And in the NFL, we measure quarterbacks on rings. Yeah. And he has them. What says you? So where would you rank both of them all-time at their respective positions? Barry, to me, is still the best running back of all time. Okay. I would put Montana somewhere between four and seven. Ooh, yeah, there's some people who tell you he's still a number two. Brady's the best. I think Peyton's better. I agree. Uh, I'd probably have Montana like third or fourth. Right, right. I think Barry is probably... Is, is Montana a better quarterback than Dan Marino? Yes. Okay, is he... So I'm trying to come up with who would be on this list now that you've kind of sprung the quarterback debate on me. Bar- Barry's um, the best. He's the second best running back of all time, I think. Who's Jim, your best? Jim, Jim Brown. Jim Brown. That's Jim fair. Brown's the That's best, That's then fair. it's Barry, then it's Walter Payton. Barry is the most fun athlete probably in the history of the NFL as far as his highlight reel. You could watch a half hour of Barry I, I Sanders highlights think, and your mind's blown. I think... who's the mo- He's the most fun highlight reel in NFL history. Who is? Barry? Barry Sanders. Oh, it's not close. Not even close. Not close. Like, some of the runs he had are... Like, imagine if Twitter were around back then or imagine... If Every form of social media were around back then. Barry Sanders would have been one of the biggest superstars on the planet, and he already kind of imagine. Was. Yeah, during during TikTok. Oh gosh, I mean, unbelievable. I think um, Barry was better as a running back than Joe was as a quarterback. But NFL history wise, Joe probably ranks higher. It's a, you know a shout out, and we should do this. By the way, uh, this was this was a person who had texted me last week as well. Listens all the time. Appreciate them very much. Uh, ending in three one four here four three seven nine six eight or UPS jobs text line. Hey, with all of the crap talk around this town about our city struggling with basketball, shout out to Scotty D and Bellerman. They got a win in a very exciting game on Saturday with a decent crowd. All things considering, I think they had lost ten going into that game. Yeah, they lost ten in a row, and that is. Not an easy thing to do to convince your guys to play another basketball game and, and try to snap those streaks. So, uh, you know what, Texter? You're right. Positive radio. I do have something that we haven't talked about yet that happened yesterday. This is an incredible stat. Go ahead. Go, ahead. No, no, go, 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 go. Brock Purdy? Do we oh, need to just put all the criticism of Brock Purdy to bed? I think we do. He was really good yesterday. Brock Purdy running good. the ball yesterday, I his know. legs were better than his I arm know. was. The, the throw he to I. better than McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> I, that's the most Lions bleep ever, though. See that they make him look like Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. That's the Lions. Here's the bleep thing right I don't understand. Everybody loves underdog stories until it becomes Mister Irrelevant with the 49ers. Like everybody wants to just pile on oh, Purdy. Everybody and point loves every March Madness the first week. They don't love it in the final yes, four. But that's Brock right. Purdy's won four playoff games in two years. Like, what more evidence do we need to see that Brock Purdy is a really good, not not elite, but he's really good? Like every major stat you want to come up with. Yards, completion percentage, throws downfield. He's first or second in all of those. He's not checked down Charlie. They're throwing the ball downfield. What else? What other evidence do we need that Brock Purdy's a damn good quarterback? Right. I, like just, I agree with you. End the criticism already. He, every the the one of the big things people said was he can't play from behind. Right. He just came from seventeen down 17 at halftime to win the down. NFC Championship. All momentum on the other. Team, and it so. wasn't like he was handing the ball to Christian no, McCaffrey. That's right. game. It wasn't. Brock Purdy was probably reason one or reason two that they came back and won that game. Bunch of good te- texts about this debate between Montana and Sanders. Four three seven nine six eighty was was Elway better than Montana? He is to me, but I get it. As far as how we we measure quarterbacks, he has more of the thing that matters. Yeah. Then Elway does. Elway was more talented, but Montana beat him 55-10 in a Super Bowl. There you go. Sure. It, it That's straight pretty up, Straight up can matter. It should, right? Trust um, me. 
Uh, did you text her? Uh, I know it's taboo, but don't sleep on OJ being a top three, four, three or four type running back. I think that's totally true. Yes. So I, I think like my top five would be some kind of combination of Barry, Jim Brown, Walter Payton, um, OJ Simpson. And I'm a little off the board here. I think Marshall Falk's one of the five best running backs yeah. of all time. Do we not give Emmett Smith enough credit when he's the all-time leading rusher? But we also look at that Cowboys roster and just, man, those guys are good. Well, and, and look, if if I'm going to give Montana credit for the rings, then I should give Emmett Smith credit for the sure. rings, right? I mean, for sure. Um, oh. I, I think he was less impactful of a runner than Adrian Peterson, yeah. than Ladanian Tomlinson. Oh, Ladanian's high up there, too. He's way up there. Yeah. He's he, second all-time in touchdowns. Those you know two that? guys, Marshall Falk, LaDainian Tomlinson, changed the running back position forever. Yes. And then you got guys after them. Um, oh, who's the guy out of LSU with the Colts? Um, Edron James. Edron James. He was from Edrin Miami. James, or Miami, excuse me. Does not exist, though, if if there's no Marshall Falk. True. That style does not exist. The Colts exist. traded Marshall Falk because they liked Edron James so much. Think about that. Yeah. And both parties won out. Even recently, by the way, like... I, another guy that it's taboo to say, but Jamal Lewis was a baller. Yes, he was. Just an he had a two thousand yard baller. rushing season. Just an absolute baller. I haven't mentioned Eric Dickerson yet. I mean, these kinds Eric of guys. Eric Dickerson's I mean, like, great. Tony Dorsett. I mean, like Dorsett. you know, Earl Campbell, Earl obviously Campbell. back in the day. Earl Campbell would run over everybody. Gail Sayers. Gail Sayers. Yep. Yeah. Marcus Allen. The what if, of course, of other guys. Thurman Thomas. I haven't mentioned Thurman from Thomas. when I was a kid, man. Yeah. Roger I mean, just, Craig was a thousand. Yeah, thousand Roger Craig. Guy. Yep. He was the first one to do it. Yep. Christian McCaffrey. The what if of Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Marshawn Lynch for like a three-year yeah. thing was incredible. Who's the guy with the Broncos when they won back-to-back? Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. That's he had the greatest five-year run of any running back ever. He got in the Hall of Fame on five years because he had two dominant postseasons. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, the, even, even you know a guy that I, I hate doesn't get enough? Priest Holmes, dude. Priest Holmes for Holy two years is amazing. Moly. I mean, I almost threw my headphones. That guy for two seasons, dude. Just I don't know if you watched him, but I heard a lot. Shady McCoy, Warwick Shady Dunn. McCoy. Shady McCoy's the all-time leading rusher in the Eric history Dickerson of coming out on the text line, love it. OJ changed the movie industry with his role as the Virgin Naked Gun. Yes, so he's he did. Number one. <laughs> so the two things that are going down on OJ's uh, tombstone, rushed for 2,000 yards, played Nordberg. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing uh, Tessa, else ever happened. OJ was incredible. He just sliced through the defense yes, too soon. He yes, he did. Uh, Texter, not the best, but Eric Dicker said, I, he's way up there, though. I mean, look, you don't have to be the best, best to be just a, an absolute goat, right? I mean, it's just, it's fine to say. His record you know guy been locally, for 40 years. You know a guy locally that was really good, just played crap teams, is Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon. Man, yeah. that guy was great with the Bengals. He, yes, was. he was. Just a great runner. But you, he played during the boom. Bungle era. Yep. Guy that was good on a, on a uh, uh, Tiki Barber. Tiki Barber. Was good on a, on a, on a, uh, on a yeah. football team. Didn't and a guy that we haven't mentioned because his running style was just so damn boring, but it worked. Jerome Bettis, man. Yeah. No, you know who The else? bus, dude. The bus is... Did we forget about uh, Curtis, my favorite Martin? <laughs> Mike, you're in good hands with Allstott. We could do a whole thing just on Berman nicknames. Those were so corny and so great. They were great. It's all just dad jokes over and over on you're, that I, show. I'm sure you like the Burt be home by 11. <sighs> Those were great, but I, I still, it was a subtle thing. But I still think the greatest thing in the oh man Ricky Waters <laughs> no about him. is well that's not bad um, on Sports Center. My favorite thing ever was that John Anderson would look up guys' middle names when they grounded into double plays, 
And I, I, I you yeah. know, in my case, Louis is, is, is Paul is my name. He'd be Louis Paul Rabot. You get in this house right now if someone grounded into a double play. I still think the, the dad, the mom using your full Christian name for a double play is the goat of, of Sports Center. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Sean Alexander coming on the Sean line. Alexander. That dude yes. was a murderer in the best way, not in the OJ way. There you uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> what about the. You, I mean, Roger Craig, have we mentioned him? Yeah, we did. Okay, good. Okay. You watched him play. What about Billy Sims, the original number 20? <laughs> he watched him play. I was going to ask Dan about Doak Walker. Doak Walker. The great <laughs> Doak Walker. <laughs> what was it like knowing Jim Thorpe? They named the award after him, so he must have been pretty good. I really wish there was more video of Jim Thorpe. Yeah. It's all legend at this point. It's 100 years ago, by the way, at this point. Zach just checked out some of the eye candy. We mentioned Gale Sayers, right? I hope so. I'm pretty sure we did. I the Kansas so. Comet. The Kansas Comet. Man. Yeah, he was another guy who played for six years and made the Hall of Fame. He was the, young, he, the youngest player ever to be inducted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think that's still the truth. I would say, by the way, the two guys on that list that we just went through that stand out, uh, Ray Rice coming down the text line, when he was at his peak, he was very good. Yes. It's 100% true. Um is Jim Brown and Jim Thorpe. And hear me out for a second. That they were Hall of Famers in two sports. Jim Brown's the greatest lacrosse player ever. Probably, right? I wish there was tape. I know. I want to watch the Of him, him play crushing lacrosse. it at Syracuse. Yeah, no, I mean, like, like, that's the thing is when you talk to lacrosse people, they're like, no, no, that's not BS. That's not like placating to a guy who was a great running back. No, no, he was awesome at lacrosse. And you wonder, you know, and then obviously Jim Thorpe, all of his accomplishments, I think... When they did the vote for athlete of the 20th century, it was him and Ruth, right? That were one and two? I think Ruth won it. Yeah, and then he was two? Yeah. Ali, three, like that kind of company, right? Yeah. Um, are you okay with Secretary being in the top ten? I'm not. No. And I cover horse racing. Secretary, it's not a human. Keep, keep the horses out of the people list. Yeah. yeah. Adrian Peterson coming down. I mentioned him. That guy, Adrian, Adrian Peterson was a problem. Adrian Peterson's the best a running problem. back of this era. I, I tend to agree with you. I guess LT's ahead. I don't think he Did they play at the same time? Yeah, I would have Ladanian ahead. Ladanian played from 2000 to about 2010. Adrian get, didn't start until 2007, so I guess you could say they're different. Yeah, I, I, di- I didn't think of them as together, but yeah, no. Ladanian's LT. second all time in touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. Did we not mention Frank Gore? Frank Gore, yeah. Well, Frank Gore's the ultimate stat compiler because he played forever. <laughs> Refrigerator Perry should have primarily the been a, a running back coming down the text line. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, oh, he, people are still mad that he I did not anticipate doing a full hour of football to open the show. I want to tell people. I have, other, I have other notes, I promise. <laughs> well, let's do it real quick. I'm going to do horse racing down the hour just because we have like four minutes. And I'm not going to start basketball until I have more time to talk basketball. We're going to talk UK, get the win at Arkansas. We're going to talk L scoring four baskets and a half at home in a college basketball game. We're going to talk that as well. We'll find more random running backs. I'm sure the text. Leroy Kelly. <laughs> the guy who followed Jim Brown and ended John up in the Riggins. Hall of John Riggins. How would we not mention Riggins? <laughs> Franco okay. Harris. Joe Perry. Joe Perry. There's a name. <laughs> oh, you want to do this, man. I'm- Zonka. Jim Kick. Mercury Morris. You know, the guy who doesn't John shut Henry up. John Henry Johnson. How about that? You know, the guy who doesn't shut up about the Dolphins going undefeated? Yeah, that guy sucks. Oh, man. All right. We had John Sherva on from the LA Times, uh, was it about a week ago? Does that sound right? Talk Baffert, because the deadline for moving your horses today is today. Baffert, if you, your horse is in Baffert's barn tomorrow, they are ineligible for the Kentucky Derby. If he is the trainer of record, Icky Woods coming down the text line. Thank you very much for that. 
Brandon Jacobs, man, that's a good one. That's a good one too, man. He was man. more of a goal line guy, but he was nice compliment to Tiki. Amon for sure. Green. Amon's a good player. He was. Paul Horning, Jim Taylor. I'm just naming Packers. <laughs> I'm just naming Packers. Chuck Foreman, Vikings. <sighs> Frank Gifford. The great Frank Gifford. Yeah. Ernest Biner. <gasps> oh, no. Ernest, Ernest Biner. <laughs> Peyton Hill is coming down the text line. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing horse racing. Never mind. <laughs> oh, uh, poor Ernest Biner. How about Chris Johnson? Chris Johnson. CJ2K. <laughs> Arian Foster. Yeah, Arian Foster's good Mo- No. Maurice Jones Drew. <laughs> Has Ricky Waters been mentioned? I mentioned Ricky Damn, Waters. Okay. <laughs> Ricky Running Waters. That's great. Fred Taylor. Oh, black and white. Ollie Matson. Ollie Matson. How about no, that? just making guys. Let's go. I'm just picking random old guys. <laughs> if Peyton Hillis could come down. Peyton Hillis. Elroy, Crazy Legs Hurts coming down. Peyton like, Hillis was Icky the Woods, most. Icky Woods, though, dude. What a baller. Peyton Hillis was the most random Madden cover, cover player of all time. That sounds right. Sounds I right. can't believe he was on the cover of a Madden game. Did that up sales in Cleveland? Of course it did. <laughs> oh, man. Willie Parker. <laughs> Christian Okoye coming out of the text line. Yeah, but he was a baller. That's different. That guy, we were having fun. That was not fun. That was just awesome. Larry Johnson. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, text are crazy that two of the top three rushers in Alabama history are actually Kentucky natives. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, if you're used to be, if you were good at football in the state, you just left. That's right. That's all right. Hopefully not not for the, in the foreseeable future. Hopefully those boys will stay home. But uh, it is what it is. Curtis Martin coming on the yeah, text line. He was, he was really good, man. He was He was very really consistent. good, yes. Yep, Chris Johnson for a couple of years coming down. That's a good one. Yeah, no, it was fun, man. It's fun. It's been a good. It's been a good era of, of running backs. It really has. Yeah, unfortunately, that not really anymore because we all focus on quarterbacks. But McCaffrey's the best. I he actually. Be the MVP. Do you know what's funny is what we should have had in the first game. We had in the second game. We had three really good running backs in the second game. Yeah, really interesting game from the backfield. And so, no, it was. It was. Look, you, you get you get a one seat on one side. You get. The behemoth that is the Chiefs on the other, I think that you know, I that's the only thing we haven't discussed, and then we can close the NFL discussion because my horse racing discussion got totally derailed by a much more fun discussion of random running backs. Did the NFL get the game that's best for them for ratings for the Super Bowl? The only thing I think might have been better is if Detroit made it. Yeah, the Ravens I, are not as much of a draw as, as Taylor Swift. No, no offense to the Chiefs, they are not. It is what it is. And then the other part is. Uh, I think on the NFC side, for ratings purposes, it didn't matter who won that game. No, I don't think so. I because th- it's still the Super Bowl, and then you already had the Taylor Swift thing happen in the AFC. You know what's going to be fascinating? Because people always talk about the halftime show. They use that to draw in people that right. don't actually watch football. Sure. Well, they already have another reason for people that typically don't watch football. Taylor Swift. That's so right. now you've got two of them. you got double. So yeah. The ratings are probably going to be. They're doing. Reconciled. They're doing this and very. They don't have to pay Taylor to show. Very up. obviously, what was the group a couple of years ago that did the, the halftime shows like Jay Z and Eminem and um, yeah, it was Fifty Cent, Eminem, 50 Cent. Yep. Snoop. That was for Fate. my wife. Oh, that was for me. I loved that. Well, you were already going to watch. Of course, I was. That group was for my wife, who turns that on in her SUV and her heated seats every day, as as Bill Burr would say. Um, that's what that was. Jamal Anderson for two years. Jamal Anderson, the yes, the the Dirty mm-hmm. Birds. The guy was great. Um, Robert Tony, Smith. Tony Dorsett said coming down. I promise I mentioned Tony. I promise. I promise. You didn't mention uh, Robert Smith. I did not mention. He led the league in rushing, and then he retired. He just he just quit. He was that like, was like Barry Sanders style quitting. And you know how every Sunday night football game, a guy who goes to Ohio State says the Ohio State. Yeah. Robert Smith started that. 
Ah, okay. How about that? There you go. Yeah, no, he was it, the Vikings, right? Yes. If I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, Guys. he was the guy that got forgotten that <laughs> when they had Moss and Carter and Cunningham. Yeah. I, I think you're going to get a huge number for the Super Bowl this year. If, that, if the Chiefs number last week, not this week, but last week, was any kind of indication, then the Super Bowl number is going to be Last year was 115 huge. mil. It was the all-time record. I up think next, we'll probably beat that. Up next, we're going to hear from Kenny Payne, and then we're going to hear from Mike Tomlin. And I want people to hear the difference in their inflection and how they talk about coaching. This is Rabo and Co. on ESPN 680, 105.7.